Hello and welcome to the Super Turd Podcast with your host, Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert, where we'll talk real estate, sports, business, and beer in the triangle. And now, here's your host, Michael Turbot. And welcome to the Super Turb Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert, the Ida Turbot Group, Cobalt Baker HPW, a.k.a. Super Turb, a.k.a. Coach Turb, out of Raleigh, North Carolina, or we like to say the Triangle. I'm on episode 41 of the Super Turb Podcast, where I talk real estate, business, sports, and beer in the Triangle. I started this podcast, oh shoot, a little over a year ago, and talking to local business entrepreneurs, agents, for them to tell their stories, what drives them, what motivates them, as well as sprinkling some real estate tips and updates to help you guys along the way in this competitive market. And today, as I mentioned before, uh, my guest, Tim Stout, with Tim Stout and Associates of True Real Estate Advisors, is one of the top agents in the country. His team, he's actually got a team in Georgia. I'll have him tell you more about the location when he comes on, as well as in East Tennessee. His team did over 400 units. I don't say 400 units. He helped over 400 families accomplish their real estate goals last year. Not only is he a phenomenal real estate agent, he's an entrepreneur. He's a real estate investor. He's an author and a former professional MMA fighter. Because I, and, I, and I know that. I've gone down and, and uh, he's, he's part of me and, and you don't want to mess with him. So I can't wait for him to be on the podcast, tell his story. But before we get there, you know, I always talk about real estate. I want to talk about coming soon. For anybody that's out there in this competitive market, especially on the buy side, you see these coming soon listings. What does it mean? How can we approach them? How can we get in this house, Turb? How can we buy the house? So I'm going to answer real fast. With coming soons, uh, these are things as a listing agent, we apply to help our sellers for a couple reasons. One, anybody that's on a search and that criteria looking for a particular home is looking for a price point. They're going to get pinged immediately, not only the consumer, but the agent. Two, it creates urgency because we have a date in which the coming soon date will go live. However, buyers now, because of the competitive market, we have less than two weeks of inventory in Wake County. It also allows sight unseen offers. So what does that mean, sight unseen? That means that the buyers can't physically walk through the home until the home is active. So what they're going to do is take the information provided and submit an offer to the seller to see if they will accept their offer before they actually go active to the market. So we're seeing more and more of this. And so we're preparing our buyers for this situation in regards to what we may need to do to combat or uh, deal with the obstacle or adversity of, of a coming soon listing. As a seller, it's a great way to market your property and it's it, it, you could get max value for it. The more information you can provide up front, the better. And it's just something that we're seeing in our market. But if you have any more, if you have questions for that, you want any more information, or any way we can help you accomplish real estate goals, please message me. You know, we'd be honored to do so. So that's my real estate tip today. I'm going to be right back on the other side with my guest, Tim Stout. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing in the triangle, Michael Turbot with the Ida Turbot Group, Coldwell Banker HPW, will put you in position to win. With almost 15 years of real estate experience, Michael and his team will help navigate you through the real estate transaction from beginning to end, always putting your best interest first. In today's competitive real estate market, now more than ever, selecting the real estate professional to assist you with your biggest investment is vital. 
Please contact Michael Turbot today to find out more on what he and his team do to separate themselves from the rest and help you accomplish your real estate goals. Remember, who you work with matters, and Michael looks forward to hearing from you soon. And welcome back to the Super Top Serpent Turb Podcast. I'm your host again, Michael Turbot, your local real estate expert with the Ida Turbot Group, Cole Baker, HBW, and I have Tim Stout from Tim Stout and Associates joining me today. Say what's up, Tim. What's up, Tim? <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks know, for having yeah, me. Yeah, Tim is the man. I was so happy and honored for him to come on the podcast with his busy schedule. And I know uh, I've known Tim for several years now. He's actually helped me with my business. And I wanted him to come on, especially with agents that are listening to this podcast, uh, just to hear about what they can do to help better themselves, grow their business, especially in such a competitive market, meaning that the lack of inventory, you have to create your own business. So, Tim, welcome. Tell everybody, again, your name. I know I've said it several times and where you're from and where you are now. Okay. Uh, Tim Stout. I am originally from Mountain City, Tennessee, which is is, uh, about as far northeast as you can get in Tennessee. I moved here about 13 years ago uh, as a professional fighter. I was brought down here to open uh, the first gym on the south side of Atlanta. And uh, I retired from that about nine years ago and started real estate. So now I have a team of, I think there's 20 of us in uh, Noonan, Georgia. And they are six of us in, uh, in Johnson City, Tennessee. That's fantastic. Now, you said you've been in real estate nine years? Yes, sir. Nine years. And before that, professional MMA fighter. What did fighting prepare yourself for the business that you're in now? Uh, Good question. I think one of the biggest things is uh, people are so scared of failure. Uh, People don't want to call people because they don't want to be told no. People don't want to knock on the doors. They don't want doors slammed in their face. And no matter how bad their reaction was, I wasn't going to get punched in the mouth over it. So it was almost a breath of fresh air to hear no instead of getting into a fight. So, <laughs> that makes was- a great point. And so you were, you know, you when you realized, okay, I'm my professional career or it's coming to an end or you decided to retire, what made you say, I'm going to go do real estate? I wanted to be in sales. Uh, from, from 16, 17, young, young man, I was always one of the hardest workers in the room. And most of my career, uh, the hardest worker in the room got paid the same as the lazy guy because I was working in uh, factories, I worked in some detention centers. And then once I started coaching, it was different. But I wanted to get paid for what I did, not what I was expected to do. So, so by saying that, uh, I wanted to be in sales. I uh, didn't know what I wanted to sell. I just knew I wanted to sell. I knew a few people in the real estate industry and with, with what, with my capability, my ability to learn my ability to work hard and my ability to do more than most, I knew I could, I could succeed with it. So that's, I figured if I was going to sell, I wanted to sell the highest, highest ticket price with the most commission. Understood. That's good. So when you got into real estate, what would you say the most challenging thing you encountered maybe that first year when you got in and started? Because I think everyone on the outside looking in, you know, they watch the TV shows, they, they see, you know, I want to go look at houses, but what would you say the biggest challenge that you had? It's getting, convincing people to use me as their real estate agent when I was only known for the guy that's been hit in the head for 15 years. Like I was the fighter. Like I didn't, 
like now people know me in this area, they know me more for real estate than they do as a fighter uh, because I'm constantly educating. I'm constantly on social media. I'm constantly marketing. And, uh, but the people who knew me, the people who were in my sphere only knew me from fighting. And that's a hard, uh, that's a hard trust. Cause when I first got started, like, you know, 2013, the market was way different. There was not a lot of agents. There was a lot of properties and people had a lot of choices. So, it, it was difficult to get through that. That's so, a level I wanted to get at. So what what did you do consistently to break through that? Was it mindset? Was it your schedule? What did you apply to? And then what was your aha moment like? I can do this. My uh, my from the beginning, my my schedule was on on par. Uh, I mean, it was it started off early, sitting in the office, not knowing what to do, but I know to show up at the office. My mindset was super strong, just because. Once you come from a fighting background, it's like there's not a lot that scares you and there's not a lot that can stop you. And and so I had that mentality coming in. I knew that I needed to know more. I hired a coach early. That's one thing I did. I hired uh, Coach David Kesey out of the league, and uh, he's phenomenal. I mean, he's, he, I've, been, he's, I've been with him for the, the entire time nearly. And uh, he helped me with my mindset, uh, but – uh, just the edu- re-educating myself. I was educating myself constantly. I was constantly reading books. You know, I've read for the last six, seven years, I've read probably 40 to 50 books a year. So I've read three, 400 books and I would educate the public. I would do that on social media. And I think eventually people realized that I wasn't going to be outworked and I was more than just somebody who got hit in the head for a while. And it, and it shows. Um, I actually came down for people that are listening uh, Tim's uh, a mentor coach for me, so, as well as David Kesey that he mentioned. Uh, they've been so implement, so imp- implemented or uh, influential. I'm going to say in my career. Uh, you know, I've been I was doing it for you know over 10, 12 years when I met uh, Coach Kesey and Coach Stout. Um, and not only are they great mentors, but great friends. But the thing that I did is when I remember I come down to shadow you, and just listening to you talk. I it, it wasn't so much. I mean. Very, you know what you're talking about, um, and um, so yeah, so that, those are great points. And, and going back to what I was going to ask before, you know, they say 86, 87 percent of agents don't make it to their second year. You know, they get in, maybe they don't have a plan, but that for agents that are new in the business, I know you have a great team. You're training new agents, you know, daily to help them accomplish their goals. What do you think that they need to implement right away to succeed? I think most people fail in the industry because they have a, a false a false assessment of what real estate is. I think people, the majority of people, have watched too much HGTV. I think they think they come in, the phone rings. Jordan, had, want- Jordan had a comment, by the way. So she, she, she wanted to give you a little shout-out, too. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> that people want to uh, – they want to they – somebody, one person's going to call them. They're going to look at, look at one house. They're going to want to pay asking price, and then they're going to close. I think that's people's assumption. People don't people don't understand that you have to call hundreds of people to get three or four people on the phone. You have to talk to 50 people to get one in a house and you have to get five in a house to get one contract. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they don't understand the work. And one thing with sales like like we do, real estate sales, there's not it's not a nine to five. I, I have 15 clients. I, they are my boss. If they're calling at eight, nine o'clock at night, I'm answering the phone. If they're calling at five and six in the morning, I'm answering the phone. Because one thing with about real estate is is clients want what they want when they want it. If if I'm going to call an agent and they don't answer the phone, guess what I'm doing? 
I'm calling, I'm calling the next, the next guy. one. Because yep. I'm 10 agents. Yep. And that's what they do until they get what they want. And it's human nature. It's not It's not anything wrong. It's human nature. So I think the, the fail rate is people not willing to do what it takes to succeed. Yeah, I think so. I think getting in, and as well as too, is that you made a great point. I know me, what changed my my mindset, everything is one, my schedule is my boss, but two is I come to work as I'm going to work every day. You know, I same routine, uh, same time frame, you know, and I think when you come in with that mindset and go in to accomplish certain tasks, you're going to win. Like there's something right on my wall, the process over the scoreboard. So it's a matter of doing the doing the things constantly, daily, over and over, and you're going to see the results. So how far along when you started your career that you said, you know what, I've got to start building a team? The uh, it was I was probably almost through my second year. I'd close like seventy some properties on my own, and was on track to do like over a hundred on my own that year. And uh, hundred on your own. How did you do that? As far as sanity, time. Well, there's no time. I mean, fighting. I, I would train six, seven, eight hours a day. I'd have to sleep an extra four hours a day. So I was training or eating. So I took that same mentality and we would work, work hard. I worked with a broker that had uh, worked with REOs. So that, that helped a lot. Uh, then I hired my first assistant and that handled most of the leverage, handling all the leverage. And, and I just ran and I ran fast. I ran hard. I had really good sales skills from, from education, from, from, from coach Kesey, from, from everything I could consume. And uh, at that point, I mean, it got to where it was, it wasn't fun. And I realized I had to at least pass off my, uh, my buyers because buyers were, uh, they consumed most of my time, but listings were most so much important because I am a marketing based real estate agent. Listings are your reason to market. Nobody cares that you have a buyer. Tell me you've sold something. Yeah. So I started focusing on the listings and then like now we have 14 buyers agents and I have five admin and uh, I have a camera guy who's with me majority of the time doing, doing social media and doing my whatever rant cockamamie idea comes up with that day. So you brought up something and, and you and I've talked about this in, in length uh, since we've been working together is the assistant or when to hire. A lot of people are afraid of that. They're scared. Maybe, you know, a little more money they got to pay or am I going to have enough business? Uh, what advice would you give to that? Or people that are thinking in that regard. I'll give them to the, the same advice that I've, I've given you and, and multiple other clients is, is people think, well, I've got to pay this, this assistant for you know, 40 hours for, for, for 12, for 12 months, I've got to pay them $40,000. And it's not the truth. It's like, if, if I bring on a, a an admin and I train them correctly or have them trained correctly, and then I'm going to put them on a, like a 30, 60, 90, it's like, I expect this at day 30. I expect this at day 60. And I expect you to be benefiting me so much. It is now a profit to have you in my office. And if that's not the case by day 90, you have to fire them. And then you have to come to a realization that I made a bad fire or I didn't train them well. And either way, it's your fault. Understood. Understood. And so as you've built your team, um, what are hindsight? I know we're learning daily, but what are things if you go back in time and say, I wish I did that differently? Maybe the one or two things that you'd say, you know, if I can go back and tell myself, I would do it. Uh, I think building a team, when I first started off, I wanted a group of, uh, like I, th- I thought, I thought a lot of agents would be more like me, uh, hardworking, doing what it takes, loyal, and that stuff. So, so in the beginning, you know, I brought on some agents, and you know, they didn't end up staying with me. And it was just, I think I was looking for the wrong agent. I was looking for someone who could sell real estate at a high level, 
instead of looking for someone who can uh, who can really do well on a team. So when I changed my mindset, it changed a lot of things on the team because it changed a, a better team dynamic. It changed the just the atmosphere so much better. And people that I have now, they depend on the team and what the team brings to the table. And I think being able to focus on team-based agents was one of the best things that I did. Makes makes total sense. So what's your role now, Dave? What's your role with the team right now that helps okay. generate over 400 families? And are you working towards that and, and more this year? So what's your day What's your day look like? Okay. Well, my day, I get up at 420 in the morning. I'm, I'm at the gym by 530. I do jujitsu or MMA in the, of the morning. And I'm in the office by 8. And at 8, my day is uh, I do all social media content. I do a lot of the coaching, uh, coaching in-house, coaching in Tennessee, coaching clients outside of, of my teams. And then I uh, make sure everything's running well. I've got a, a partner. I brought on my, uh, my director of operations. I made her a partner earlier this year. Uh, she's phenomenal. She's the, the, the backbone of the team. She's the one who uh, keeps everything in the pieces together because I'm going to run through like a buzzsaw, and she makes sure that everything's together. So she <laughs> So that, that's mainly my job here is, is generating leads for the team, making sure that's happening. And my job in Tennessee is I'm, uh, I'm basically an advisor. I, uh, and in here, I'll still work with a few clients. I'll work with uh, personal past clients here. But other than that, I mean, that's probably 10 deals a year than everybody else works. And, and back home in Tennessee, I am, I'm an advisor. I have someone up there who is a team leader position who does what I do here, also in sales. So I advise him. I advise the broker. I just advise the agents on how to how to put them in peak performance so they can make the most amount of money possible that they want to make. I don't want to someone to make two hundred thousand dollars if they're happy with eighty and want more time. So I will I will teach them to do that. Got it. And you and you touched on something before where you're you're constantly you know you. You, you were probably before the curve on social media, marketing, media content, and what strategies do you implement for social media? Um, and for the agents that are out there, because you hear this a lot, they're either nervous or they don't want to they don't want to bombard people with marketing, what have you. But what's your strategy? What would your advice be for because social media has changed substantially even over the last year or two especially with the algorithms amount of content but a little insights and and how you approach that okay uh well uh, i think you should be posting every day and the uh the the reason i'm i'm so i'm so bullish on social media is you have to market to where the eyes are and everybody's eyes are here Mm -hmm. everybody's on their phone so i can market but we've got to come to the realization that uh, real estate is boring so I try to make my, my marketing fun, creative. I do a lot of like TikTok real style videos uh, as far as education, as far as walkthroughs. And, uh, and I do a lot of uh, local stuff. I do a hometown hotspots, foodie Fridays, and we'll go through and we'll interview these, uh, these small business owners because I have, I have a million, a million followers on TikTok. I have, probably a combined of 30,000 on uh, Facebook. I got 10,000 on Instagram. So I've got a big reach. So I can, I can take a small business owner who was where I was at one time because I own several small businesses, put them on my platform and allow them to get 10,000 views in a matter of two to three weeks. And, you know, from the feedback I get from them, it's game changing. 
changing for a lot of them because they get so much notoriety and credibility. And it's, it's a credibility play too. When, when you're on the show, when you're on my hometown hotspot, you're able to come in and you're, you're featured, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Cause I've, you know, I'm trying to create myself as almost like a little celebrity because I'm doing so much with the small businesses and uh, you know, we support the police and stuff like that too. You, well, that you guys definitely helped me with that a few years ago. The video is king, and you know, and I tell our team all the time. You know, if you get an article or you get something you want to educate, do a video about it. You know, because uh, people need to know what you do, and you know, and and is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And you mentioned, hot, hot, you know, hometown hotspots and community events. Um, that was one thing I also wanted to ask you out because I know how involved you are in the community. Whether you're doing a toy drive. Uh, a coat drive, um, breakfast with Santa. You even were very involved with helping with the cleanup. I know some tornadoes hit you guys over the last year. You guys were out there providing food. Um, talk about that and how that's important with your team and just your involvement with the community and how important that is because we're obviously always in this business to do business. Um, and I think that the giving side opens more doors to that where maybe some agents haven't even thought about that, but talk, talk about your team, your culture and why that's so important to you. The, uh, I mean, the, the, the team is amazing. Our culture is amazing. And we come from a, a culture of giving. And I mean, I give them all the information they need to succeed. I mean, I have agents in my office every minute of the day asking questions and I'm coaching them. My job is to give them every tool they need to succeed. And, but we, we also believe that, you have to give back to the community because first of all, there, uh, there is, you do not deserve success if you can't help someone with it. And in our industry, success is, is, is mainly monetary. So sometimes my team helps monetarily. Sometimes we help. Them. Sometimes we feed them. Do we just, we show support and it's super important because you have to, as I say, you have to give where you live and, uh, people don't care that you sell a hundred houses. No. But you feed 100 police officers, they do care about that. No, that's and, uh, and that's something that we, we do. We feed the police two to three times a year. We take a food truck, park it at the sheriff's department, and 100, you know, 100 police officers come out. And we sit out there, and the whole team is shaking their hands, telling them we appreciate them. We, uh, we do coat drives when it's cold because there's nothing worse than being cold. And in any area, you have people who, who can't afford it, can't afford new coats, can't afford coats, period. We do food drives because some of the lower lower income areas that I know, I know good and well that they're not eating lunch when they're not in school because that's where they eat lunch. And when they're home, they don't get to eat lunch. So we partner with these groups and we bring in food. We do food drives. Uh, so we do coat drives, food drives. We feed the police. We, we do rescue animal stuff. It's I'm very passionate about the police, kids, and, and pets. Yeah. Very passionate about that stuff. And you can show, and you guys even have fun things. I know COVID threw a wrench in some things, but like you guys do movie night in the square. You know, you do things that are, uh, and, and that's what we're trying to do. We're, we're playing our Super Bowl party right now. Um, I think people are looking forward to that. So, no, that's all fantastic stuff. And I think everybody listening, you know, that's really key is, is you know, look to give back and, and to help. And I think you get to, you know, it, you, not only the gratification of helping one another, but then, you know, I think that, um, you know, like, our, I sent out a letter to our sphere this year, just not a couple weeks ago or last week, and it was the it's the titled the year of giving. So everybody that closes with me or comes on my podcast, so you've got to tell me we're giving fifty dollars to your favorite charity, um, and we want to do that. We want to give back more. So uh, got, you're an inspiration for that, and leads me to this because you're an author too, which is pretty cool. 
Forged in Fire. I've got a copy if anybody wants this on Amazon. Yep. Go get it. So what made you want to write a book? How long did it take you? And tell people about that because I think that is really cool. Uh, well, for, for those who know anything about me, one thing you'll find out really quick is I have attention uh, disorders. Like I, I do not pay attention to well. I am I am hyper-focused on whatever I'm doing until it's done. Everything else just disappears. And it doesn't matter what it is. So, so the reason to come with the book is when I was creating the Tennessee team, I was, I have a very uh, gifted admin up there and, uh, and she has helped ghostwrite for, for her father. And she's like, you know, Tim, you need to tell your story. You, this, the stuff that you know, people do not know. You need to talk about this. So she taught me into it. And uh, I am, like I said, I'm, my attention doesn't do well. So what we would do is, you know, an app me and you use is Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. Of the morning, I would get up and I would tell her a story on Marco Polo on my way to work. It would take 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes sometimes. And I would tell a story about something that happened when I was fighting or growing up in rural Tennessee, super poor, and how that affected me and how I use that in business. And that's what it is. It's forging fire, 50 tactics, 50 tactics to win and succeed in business. And, and she would take it and she would put it in paper and she would send it to me. She would say, is this what you were saying? And I'd be like, yes, it's perfect. Awesome. So we, yeah, we did that. And it's, it's, I think it relates to people who are, uh, who grew up like I did and uh, people who are not willing to quit whatever they're looking for. Yeah. Well, I'll also post a link when I go back and edit the social so people can find it if they want to check it out. And uh, it's worth, it's worth the copy. And um, another thing I want to talk, uh, touch on before we get to rapid questions, which I have a good time with that. Uh, you also are very big in real estate investing. Uh, you have videos strictly to, you know, you, you know when you flip, because there's some homes you flip, some you buy to rent. Um, I just saw, too, you've also put on seminars to help people get into investing. So talk about that and your passion for investing and why, you know, why it's important to you. The uh, real estate investing is probably one of my biggest passions. It's probably my second biggest passion besides helping agents succeed at a high level. That is a true passion of mine. Uh, I could sell a thousand houses and be happy. I could allow my agents to hit their goals and it would make me twice as happy. So uh, real estate investing, is, I'm super passionate about it because there's such a science to it. Uh, people think it's easy. People think that anybody can do it. But there are so many different levels of, of intricacies with it. And so I've, I've committed to, to learning these intricacies, training and teaching and coaching and, and doing all these things. And as far as real estate agents, me and uh, Turb, if we like it or not, me and you're going to wake up one day at 60 year old and decide we don't want to sell houses anymore. Mm-hmm. And depending on what we do with the income we make and the knowledge that we learn depends on if we're able to stop working at 60, at 40, or, or whenever we decide we're done working. I think it's too late for both of us to quit at 40, but <laughs> either, way, either way. But uh, so, uh, so I, I look to invest uh, this year. I hope to hope to buy about eight properties. And uh, last year I did four, uh, flipped one, bought four to hold. And uh, I'm a big fan of buying and holding because you get all your uh, you get all your four benefits when you're buying and holding. When I'm selling, I get to capitalize on appreciation. You know, if I flip it. So, but if I'm buying and holding, I, I get cash flow. I get appreciation. Somebody else is paying down my debt. I get the tax benefits. 
So it, it's super important that I can raise my income and decrease my tax liability while creating wealth. And right now, in, a, in, in, a, in the market that's so inflamed, so in this inflammatory market, money is going down, but assets are going up. So I can take the money here, buy properties here, and this is going to level out here. But here, I've also got appreciation. So I'm going to continue to rise as someone else is paying down my debt. Now my dollars are worth. And any debt I can get here, if I get a debt, let's say it's at 100%, and the money drops to 80 because of inflation, because that's what happens. Your money decreases in value. Now my debt is worth more. My debt is more valuable because now it's worth less and it bought more. So buying and holding is definitely my strategy. And when I did a a seminar at my office in Noonan, I literally had like, say guys, I'm teaching a seminar about 30 people. And literally within before 24 hours, I'd have turned the link off. Yeah. I saw saw the picture. It was was awesome. No, it's great. And then be listening uh, watching, I mean, Tim's got a phenomenal YouTube channel, and he's got just links just for or videos just for this. And um, your your wife also is very involved with your uh, your investments, and it's it's awesome to see. And again, I have a goal of mine to buy my first investment property and and practice what you preach and what I want to preach uh, for long term. So, as we enter into twenty twenty two, it's hard to believe January's almost over. What are your what's your team? Uh, concentrating on to accomplish your goals to have the same, if not better results from a year ago, because I know we're goal oriented. We also have the adversity of low supply countrywide, you know, across the country. So there's many reasons to have uh, excuses. So what, what are you coming in at and say, okay, guys, this is what we're going to concentrate. You break it down into quarters, full year. What are your goals for this year? Okay. Uh, we're talking about excuses. You can have excuses or results. You can't have both. So I will not focus on the excuses. The, the result that we're focusing on is everything that we do every day is focusing on listing-based content. The there's a pro, Anywhere there's a problem, and I did a video about this the other day, for you to become wealthy and create a great business, you have to solve a problem. The problem in today's real estate market is we have a lack of inventory. So for us to be able to create properties, we, we help fix the problem. So, But creating that is not... The complete solution, the complete solution with me is getting more listings, getting more than my fair share, selling these listings. But it's also educating, educating these buyers and sellers that I will be able to sell your house, put you in a new house, and you're never going to be homeless. Yep. And we did it over and over and over. But still, that is such a true fear with people. And, and I understand it. Like, I can understand that being a fear. So uh, my job is to educate them. So we, we still want to close. Uh, I mean, we want to be probably 450 homes uh, this coming year. Yep. Uh, both teams combined. So, and I think we can do it because I have, I have all stars. Like everybody, I mean, we're on the same mission. We're going to the same path and, and everybody's growing. Yeah. And, and you're right. We're problem solvers. We're, where our value comes in is, is strategy, problem solving. And we're actually helping a client right now where we're actually – Jordan's in the other room make writing an offer and we're bridging that we're by then selling this property and, and, and having that game plan where I think that's also where the value that we provide. But you're exactly right. I think the the listing content, something that we're trying to implement daily, letting everyone know. Um, why would you tell people now to buy now and not wait? Because you hear it all over is, oh, I'm waiting for this to crash, which you and I have talked about that. But or I'll wait six months, but what what's the message now to buyers that may be listening and they're just maybe nervous or want to get off the fence? 
the uh, for the same reasons I told you about investing that you should invest, your dollars are decreasing and prices are increasing. So waiting now is going to cost you later more in purchase price and more in uh, more in your percentage rate when you finance. So it's going to cost you more to wait. Plus, you're paying someone else's mortgage if you like it or not. And and rents follow prices that are about a 12 to 18 month behind. Mm-hmm. So this time next year, rents are going to go through the roof and rents are already going high. They'll go through the roof. Same reason, supply and demand, inflation, appreciation, all the other things. It's going to continue to happen. But the same reason I tell buyers is the same reason I tell my people to invest now. There's never a bad time to invest. There's bad properties. Same thing for people. But if you wait, it's going to cost you. The cost of waiting will, will, will this will be the worst time in history to wait because of appreciation, inflation, and interest rates. Yep. Um, why do you love what you do, man? I get to help people. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. When I was fighting and teaching, I loved that. Uh, then I got into real estate and I loved helping buyers and sellers. And now passion is I love, uh, I love helping realtors. What real estate has done for me, it's took a kid that dropped out of high school that used to get punched in the living, making a, a, a great living because I refused to quit. I wanted to be the smartest. I wanted to work the hardest. And I had, I had a, uh, you know, everything come together perfect for it. So with what I have, if I do not teach it, it's a waste. Just like, just like giving. You, there's no use having uh, everything that you want and then some not to be able to help someone who can't. It's different than won't. Mm-hmm. I won't help anybody who, who just won't do it. But people, some people can't. Dogs can't. Old people can't. Kids can't. I'll help those. And uh, same thing with this. It allows me to educate uh, agents. It allows me to bring them up and it allows them to feel good about themselves. allows them to supply the life they want to to their family. And I have the knowledge it would be very uh, – Selfish of me not to share that. No, I think that's that's fantastic. That's your why, man. That's awesome. You get to live that every day. So, where do you see Tim Stout and Associates in five years? What, where would you be? What, what do you want to be? Five years, we'll have probably thirty agents in Noonan. We'll probably have ten to fifteen in Tennessee. I'll have an Alabama team, and I'll have a Florida team. Very cool. I, I see that happening. All right, some rapid questions. Some fun here. Favorite Uh-oh. favorite food. Oh, steak. Huh? Steak. Oh, steak. I think you said snake. I'm like, hold on now. That's yeah. So steak, all right, medium rare, well, or what? Uh, the better the steak, the rarer I like it. Beautiful. So if I go to like a Ruth Chris or someplace really nice, I'll do uh, I'll do rare. Uh-huh. But if I go to Texas Roadhouse or something, I'll go medium. You know. Yeah, I got you. So safe favorite, not sorry. Favorite band? Band. Uh, I'm, I am a definitely a hair metal guy. I love the 80s. I'm a big fan of Quiet Riot. Uh, probably Quiet Riot. Yeah. They're yeah, they're one of my. Now you big, you see them in I concert. Like I don't do crowds. No crowds. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a couple concerts, but it's I'm taking two or three. My wife's been to a hundred. Uh, <laughs> I see. I, like, I saw Journey. I like Journey, but I've never seen Quiet Riot. But when I fought, I always injured them. Like they were my they were my coming music. Now this will be a good question. Your favorite sports team. You know good and well. <laughs> I don't like any team sports. I don't like baseball. I don't. I don't under. Well, well who's your favorite fighter then? Okay, well, that's probably a better question. My fighter, my favorite fighter of all time, I was a big Mike Tyson fan. Oh yeah. Uh, now, uh, I like uh, I like Douglas Lima. He fights out of uh, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's not in the UFC. It's uh, it's the one that starts with a B. 
I can't even think of the name of it. But uh, I, I don't watch a lot of fights either, unless I'm unless I'm invested into a Bellator. He fights for Bellator. Bellator. Yep. I unless I'm invested. Even I used to used to train with him, so so I, I really want to see him win. I see him do good. Uh, and any fighter I've trained, of course, I, I'm a big fan of theirs. Cool. Um, what do you like to do? I mean, I, I you're, you're fighting or selling. Is there what else do you like to do when you're not? Training or selling real estate? That's a good question. Okay, it's a great question. Uh, Jiu-jitsu, uh, I love selling. I love learning. I love educating myself. Uh, I love traveling with my wife. Like, uh, you know, we, we travel a lot. And a lot of times we travel, it's for my educational purposes. Like, we'll, we'll go to Miami for a convention. We'll go wherever for, for me to have learn. But it gives her a chance to be with me, and it gives her a chance to uh, enjoy where we're at and allows me to feel like I'm learning and I'm not being stagnant, yep. which is really important to me. Yeah. Cool. Favorite movie. Bloodsport. Favorite place you visited. Uh, my favorite city on the East coast is Boston. I've never been there. I want to go. I love Boston. So it's, it's a lot like New York city, but better. Okay. And my favorite on the West coast is I'm a big fan of uh, San Diego. All right, where do you want to go that you haven't been to? I've been Mexico, Canada, the United States, all over the Caribbean. Uh, I'd like to see uh, – I'd definitely like to see like Rome, ancient Rome, see where the gladiators fall. I'd like to see that. That would be cool. Uh, you can have dinner with two people, dead or alive. Who are they? Jesus. And do I have to know them or don't know them? No, or don't it could be dead, live, celebrity. Anyway. Yeah, Jesus and my mom. Okay, cool. Um, and I touched on this before, but what's your favorite charity? Because, again, we're going to donate $50 to your favorite charity. Well, since you're donating, I'd like to took it to the Triangle Beagle. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. We'll make sure I'll we do that. I'll, yeah. I'll sell it from Tim Stout. There you go. Um, lastly, I ask everyone on my podcast, you'll be the 41st, and eventually I will make a book with the best things you've ever learned by, best things you've ever been told and by who. Best advice you've ever been given and by who. Best advice you've ever been given. See the wheels turning. Boy, yeah, that smoke's coming out of my ears. I've received a lot of good advice. I have been blessed with a lot of great mentors. I've read a lot of good books. Uh, I don't know. I guess it'd be something along the lines of don't live life like you're afraid to die. Like, you know, just don't. Everybody's so scared of dying, but so it keeps them from living. And you know, live yeah, your life. Like when your number, when your card's drawn, it's going to be drawn regardless. No, I like that. I like that. I always tell everyone mine was finish. My old high school coach really implement, installed that in me and my father. You start something, you finish it, even if you don't like it. And, um, and, and when I coached, it was even if you're going for a layup. When I coached, you know, Jacob and his teams, they miss a layup, I'm like finish, finish. And it's the same thing with any uh, business, you know, until we do because there's things that we don't like, but you finish what you started. Um, any final thoughts, man? I just thank you for coming on and sharing, you know, your story. And um, you know, tell, you know, anything else you'd like to share, or people could find you. Uh, we'll make sure they, they tag, we tag in all that good stuff, but anything else you'd like to add? Um, welcome to follow me on, on Facebook. Uh, you know, Tim Stout, Instagram's the Tim Stout. Uh, 
anything. I appreciate you having me on. This is I've been on a lot of podcasts. This one was I was I was very excited to be. To yeah, be asked. no, it's been great, and and we've known each other for years. Yeah, I know. Here, you know, and I was like, I gotta have I gotta have to get coached out, Tim Stout on the podcast, and um, and we'll get Coach David. David's had me on. We'll reverse the tides on him, so we'll get him on. Uh, but no, this has been great because again, it, you know what you teach, what you 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 give to, to others, you can apply in all facets of life and business. You know, we're talking real estate, but whether you're an entrepreneur or you're starting a new business in a different field, you know what you what you say is is a great way to, to follow. So I want to say thank you for coming on. If anybody here um, would like to come on the Super Tur podcast, just message me. I would love for people to tell their stories while I can help you at the same time get your message out. Um, going back to the opening topic, we're going to have, I'll feature my local beer of the week on the next podcast. Cause we had so much fun talking about on this podcast, but if you'd like to, uh, you know, if you like the podcast, please like, please subscribe. Most importantly, uh, if there's anything we can do to help you accomplish your real estate goals, please message me. It's what we love to do. And, uh, Tim, anything, last words? you work with matters i love it all right i'm gonna have to i'm going to go through through my final send-off here but yeah so it's michael turvitt your local real estate expert with tim stout and uh remember who you work with matters we'll see you next time guys